This is the CFL Fitcast, and I'm your host, B-Bird. And I'm B-Bougie. And we're here to bring fitness to you in a whole new way. Stay tuned. Back to the CFL Fitcast. I am B-Bougie, and we have here with us B-Bird. You there? Oh, yep, I'm here. <laughs> good. Sorry, all right, good. Uh, all right, so um, super excited about our guest today and um, just really looking forward to this topic. You want to let everyone know what our topic is today, Bieber? So we are going to go through our fab diet February. We're going to kind of cover some different nutrition fads out there. Um, and then we have our guest today is going to bring some knowledge on making nutrition more realistic and bringing it down to like a tangible goal for all of us, right? We don't need to go out and do crazy diets. Uh, and there can be danger in some of those. So we just want to sit back, have a little discussion about it and see if, uh, you know, I, I know I'm going to probably learn something. So I'm excited. Yeah. And I definitely uh, want to start off with a disclaimer that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of our own and not um, do not reflect on the United States Navy or our respective commands in any way. Definitely. We'll go ahead and um, give us a little backstory on how you met our guest today, and then we'll go ahead and have him introduce himself. So actually, I have never met our guest today. Shocker. <laughs> uh, this is a friend, our guest, Chris Colson, is a friend of my husband, Heath. Uh, they actually served together in Japan, and he reached out to him on our behalf and, um, you know, just asked if he would want to come on the CFL FitCast, and he's got an amazing page out there, and I'll just go ahead and let you introduce yourself, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. So uh, obviously, my name's Chris. Uh, I run the my own business called Chris Colson Fitness, and I've been personal training outside of the Navy for about five years now. Uh, and I was doing it a little bit while I was in the Navy in Japan, um, but it really ramped up out uh, once I got into New York and out of the Navy. Um, since I've been in New York, I've been training a lot of uh, like high level entrepreneur types, like uh, uh, high level tech types. Some um, B-list celebrities. I've uh, I've trained a lot of people in person, but really uh, I've shifted my focus to online training mostly now. And I've been training probably about over 400 clients at this point um, for the last three years. Wow. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, just a brief synopsis on the on my post Navy life, if you will. Can you name drop any B-list celebrities for us? Not without their permission. Ah, so. oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta love that, right? Copyrights and all I that know. good stuff. Dang it, exactly, I'm so yeah. interested. Yeah, can you, okay. Well, um, before, we <laughs> before we get into uh, the first question, I actually wanted to ask you, um, you know, you said you kind of got into it a little bit in Japan. Uh, what, what got you into fitness in the first place? Um, so while I was in Japan, I was originally training to do uh, EOD. So like that's what I wanted to do. So I was training for that, training with some of the EOD guys that were aboard the our LHD that was stationed out there while we were on deployment. Um, and then one deployment, uh, I was working out and I tore my ACL meniscus uh, on deployment. And um, after I got surgery for that, I really wanted to figure out like, all right, what happened? How can I do this correctly? How can I get stronger and, and come out of this better because um, uh, the 
the physical therapy facilities in Sasebo, Japan, aren't the most robust, and that's not their fault. It's just a small base. Um, yeah. So I needed to make sure that I took care of it on my own. And so that's really what started like my uh, passion. I really hate that word, but <laughs> passion for fitness, if you will. Uh, and that's really when I started to uh, get into it and understand how the body's working and why it's working that way. Okay. And um, just to kind of give the viewers a little more backstory. So I know you personal train and stuff, but what are, what are some of your specialties? Um, I personally, uh, I'm into TRX. I love TRX. I am one of, I have a couple different certifications. Yeah. Uh, so I would say my specialty is more in nutrition, right? So like I'm a, I'm a really big nutrition guy. Um, I, I love gym, I, I, the gym. I like to lift weights. I love to do more of like a strength training slash bodybuilding style of workouts. But um, like usually what, whatever the client wants is how I'll program their, their workouts. I'm not really a, uh, I don't like to specialize in workouts because then it's kind of like, right, is this something that I want that, them to do or is this something that they want to do? So I, I really want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing it more of uh, this is what they need and this is what they want type of training. And like, you know, just with, when you get like a lot of certifications, you want to do the thing that you got the certification in. And uh, so I, I don't want to fall into that trap a lot. So I, I try to stay uh, away from specific specializations in the workouts themselves. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's, you mentioned nutrition, and I just um, want to ask you because, you know, Heath and I just did um, the month of January as part of, you know, getting back into it after the holidays. We just finished our keto diet. And I say keto diet with air quotes, and they can't see me, but I say that because um, we're not that great at it. <laughs> we weren't like peeing on any sticks or anything like that. But uh, we were eating extremely <laughs> low carb and trying to ba balance those fats. So we weren't like the best at it, but we were definitely um, eating less carbs than than normal. And um, I know that, you know, when I was looking at your page, you were talking about eat. And can you <laughs> expand some more on that? Yeah, well, one bread is delicious, right? It's why would you not want to eat something that's delicious? Like that's yeah. that's the first point about that. I'm gonna um, agree with you there. <laughs> and as far as uh, keto goes, like, and a lot of the low carb diets, the reason why they seem to work really well is because when you go low carb, it's really easy for your body to lose a lot of water weight really quickly. So you get that like ten pounds in a month, like type, like quote unquote transformation, but your body doesn't change at all, right? You just lose water water weight and that's really where the, the issue comes with a lot of those low carb diets is it's super easy to get hooked on them because you get that initial like hit of success. Um, but once mm -hmm. that initial, once you once the water weight is basically gone and you're, you're trying to switch your body into like a fat adaptation mode, which there's not a whole lot of science behind, like there's no actual, like, how do we know when we switch to like fat, fat, fat adaptation, how long does that take? How, like how long do you need to be in ketosis for your body to do this efficiently? that's kind of a lot of like not solid science yet. So it's, it's a lot of like, well, I, uh, a lot of the people that have a lot of success on keto is like, this worked really well for me. Okay. That's fine. But you're not Johnny over here and you're not like, uh, this X person over here trying to do this diet. So there's a lot of like disconnect as far as like this worked really well for me. And it doesn't, that doesn't mean it's going to work really well for somebody else. So, 
that's where a lot of people kind of fall into that uh, low carb keto trap. It's, it sounds really good and people have a ton of good transformations, but that doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Um, person that's trying to try keto and a lot of people don't do keto correctly in the first place, right? Like you guys didn't do keto, right? You guys did kind of low carb a little bit, right? It's not the, right. not really the same thing. And, um, keto is really fucking hard. It's hard not to eat carbs for a long time. And then the reason of that is, is because your body needs carbs to work correctly. Like there's a reason why you're like carbs are a thing. It's because your body needs them to you know, and fuel I your glycogen levels. It, oh, well, go oh, ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, I mentioned before that Bieberg and I, we do online workouts three times a week. Then we're both recruiters. So we work out with the future sailors on the other two or three days. You know, so we're, we're looking at like five to six days of hit, you know, uh, Tabata, super fat burning. And then uh, by the end of the week, I'm talking like Thursday and Friday, as I was going through that month, I was absolutely dead. Zero energy. Yeah. <laughs> And, get, and it was awful. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough to sustain. And, you know, I look at obviously, uh, you know, where I'm taking this here is going more towards like the professional athlete side. But um, I know a lot of people that um, have competed in CrossFit and things like that. And obviously, I know it's a different beast in itself. Um, but when you when you look at them and I've, I've asked multiple athletes that I've gotten to talk to, including uh, Matt Frazier, which won the CrossFit games multiple times. He told me that, um, he, he eats what he loves to eat. He doesn't restrict himself. Uh, and you know, he performs at a higher level when he does that. And yeah, he's still mindful of the things he's putting in his body, obviously to, to be at the level he's at. Um, but he still makes sure that he gets the things that he knows he loves. So he doesn't feel like he's restricting. Yeah, there's a big component of that too, because once you start feeling like you're missing out on something, you're going to instantly want that thing. And then once you start getting into that feedback loop of like, okay, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this thing, or I'm like saving this one day to eat this food, that's when you start getting those like cheat days that are supposed to last one day, but end up lasting four. Um, then you start putting a lot of fat on all of a sudden, because it's you're not supposed to be in a state where you are thinking about food all the time. Like that's, that's, a, that's when your body's stressed out. And once you start building up those stress hormones, you're not going to lose fat. If your stress hormones are too high and you're not doing anything to take care of that, you're just going to stay fat. Like it, it doesn't matter how little calories you eat. If your stress hormones are too high, your metabolism's instantly like just fucked. Like it, that's just how it's going to work. Yeah. Keto is stressful. Y'all. I'm so happy yeah. we're off of it. <laughs> it is. It is. And like, it's, it's fine for Keto is fine for people that do really well with high fat diets. Like then it's totally fine. Like there's a reason why people have a lot of success on keto and, and the carnivore diets because it can work. It's just not really optimal. If, if you're an athlete, it's not optimal if you do high intensity style workouts and it's not optimal if you're like a person that enjoys bread, <laughs> like it's just, it's not going to, it's not going to work well. And then you have to do keto forever. Right. And once you're, once you're eat carbs, basically you're, you're out of ketosis and like, and it takes a long time to get back into ketosis. So it's not something that you can like just start and stop for no reason. Right. The more, you know, yeah. And it's tough, right? Cause it's that, that information is not out there. All you see is the success stories. That's, that's what you see. I did this for the success and that's all you see. And it's marketed really well and there's an attractive face behind it. So it sounds like it's going to work, but, and then people will get that instant, like, 10 pound of water weight loss and think that, that it's working. So they'll still like stay on it. 
And then usually that's when like they start getting stressed out and revert back to eating like uh, Klondike bars out of a closet because they're <laughs> missing that so much. So speaking of marketing really well, I have a confession to make to y'all. Uh, I fell into the marketing scheme recently and um that you know and, and i think that you know i might have clicked on it one time and then facebook just kept bringing it up and bringing it up and it up for weeks i saw this ad of this protein shake right people protein shake and i because I don't want any lawsuits or anything like that but you know this girl is marketing to women and she's saying, hey, um, you know, it, do you like to eat cake? Well, my protein shake tastes just like cake. And <laughs> I had that protein shake and it was probably the heaviest protein shake I have ever. I, I don't even know how many calories I consumed or what I was consuming. I just know that, you know, she was claiming that she lost all this weight and it was basically like she was eating cake, you know. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, and that's just terrible to try to hook people on. Like, do you want to eat cake? Like, it's just that's disingenuous, like as as somebody that's actually trying to help people. Right. And and it's not your fault that you fell for that. Right. It's, e it's easy to fall for something that has a success story, which she probably had. And she probably had some company come up to her and be like, we're going to use you and your story to sell this thing. And then she said, OK, and didn't really worry about like what the consequences. And that's super common in the fit fitness in industry. Um, and for people that don't know what's going on, it's easy to fall into those traps, right? Because you see the success story and it's some, somebody that like, I want that body goal. And I, that's so I'm, I have to do what she's doing. So I might as well buy her products so I could be like her to become like what she looks like. And that's kind of what, uh, that's the thought process behind anybody that hires a coach or anybody that buys supplements from something. Because you want that, whatever that result is that they're selling. Um, and the reality is, is they're in t nine times out of 10, they're selling bullshit and they're, you're going to buy it because people want to change themselves and then they, they're kind of preying on that to, to make money. And it's, you know, it's super it wasn't just her body. They were showing pictures of real cake, like no shit. <laughs> so it was like two, two different levels, right? Duh, we want to yeah. look like her. And then also they're showing pictures of cake as she's talking about the protein shake. And I was like, Oh, that looks delicious. <laughs> Maybe not the, yeah, the yeah. shake. You know. Right. And so then you like, and then, so that's like a feedback loop of, oh, I can, like, you think that you can eat cake and, and get those results. And, and that's like the feedback loop that they're trying to trigger. And it's just, yeah, that, that's shitty. You got me. It happens. You, it happens to all of us. Have you fallen for one of those? I don't know if he fell off. He's got bad internet there in the office but it, uh oh i can hear you now it's just super delayed hear me okay there we go i think i got disconnected i'm sorry guys all good um so what i was gonna say is yeah i've fallen for those multiple times um and you know the supplement industry loves to to produce any magic pill out there, whether it's a powder or a pill or a drink or anything like that. And it can be from protein to pre-workout, you know, uh, as a, as a guy, you know, we, we want that, you know, we want that kind of stuff. And I think as I've gotten older, um, I've just tried to look at it in a more practical sense as to what do I want to get out of my workout? 
Um, I don't need to be an athlete now, you know, at 33, I'm not going to go really compete at anything. Am I still competitive? Yes. I think we all know that. Well, at least James does. Um, <laughs> but I've just viewed my fitness in a different way where I didn't care. It wasn't external. It's more for longevity. It's more for, um, sure. you know, life with my kids and, and making sure that I don't develop you know, diseases and things like that as I get older. And I don't want to be that old guy stuck in a home. I want to be that old guy possibly, you know, doing an Ironman or trying something different and still living life. And um, so I've just tried to think of food at a more practical level. And it kind of leads me to what I was going to ask you, um, Chris, was when you get a client and, it, it, you know, I know you said, you know, you got some B-list celebrities and things like that, but even just the normal person, um, how do you approach their fitness, uh, you know, right away off the bat? Uh, it depends. It depends on like what level they're coming into. Right. So if they're, if they're somebody that's, um, like coming off the street to me and they, they've never worked out, they haven't worked out in the last four years, they haven't been like even paying attention to what they're eating. And then, so you start slow, right? You, you have to meet them to the level that they're at. Um, so if somebody came to me like, like super, let's just say super raw, I would start them out like maybe 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 they're working out three days a week and it's it's super basic super short style workouts uh, and I really want to get them walking a lot so I'll like increase their walking frequency just so they're they're used to having activity um, and then you want to start super slow with uh, with a diet as well so you want to do something like it just like just track your food it doesn't matter what you're eating just so you have an idea of like um, <clears throat> what you're eating day to day right so like that's the important thing is just having awareness of what you're eating like um and then you can start them off from two different ways depending on like how type a they are if you will i like to have people on macros just because um it's one of the best ways to figuring out what you're eating and what you're putting into your body mm -hmm. and then from there it's real easy to figure out uh, i want to go this way to for x goal or i want to go that way for y goal and it's really easy to um play around with that um or people um get stressed out about that. Right. So then you just have them on habits. So like habits would be, um, make sure you're eating really slow for, for fat loss clients. Right. Um, and it, while that sounds super simple, nobody does it. It's, it's so, it's so right. It's so simple that nobody eats slow. Everybody eats fast. They don't pay attention to how many times they chew. Um, don't eat uh, till you're full eat until like right, stop right before you're full. Right. That's super easy to say, but again, nobody does it. So it, it's, it's super simple things that people, don't really think about that usually is where, where people need to start. That makes sense. You know, it, it's funny you say that people eating fast. Uh, I remember growing up that uh, I used to be the slow eater in, in my family and everyone always used to be like, man, you eat so slow. <laughs> and, and, you know, all along it's like, why, why are we in a rush? You know? Yeah. So it's funny you say that, you know, looking at it as an adult and I'm just like, gosh, I was always a slow person you know, when I was younger. So it's funny. Yeah. And, and it's, and it's weird when you, when you look at it, like, why am I eating this fast? Like it, there's no reason behind it other than it's what you've done. Right. Um, and if that, that's usually something that people need to change, right? Like if you're not tasting your food and if you're just chewing it to consume it, like that's kind of an issue, right? Like you should be enjoying what you're eating and you should be aware enough of like what you, food you're eating and putting into your body. And you, that's usually where the disconnect is. If you eat so fast, you're not really aware of what you're doing and that's where problems start to arise. Like even you just overconsume because you you don't know what you're doing. And like that's that's usually the the simplest and most effective way is just to figure out like why am I doing this? Interesting.
um, your time in the Navy, obviously, you know, we, we do speak to a Navy audience or a military audience, uh, not just Navy by itself, but uh, anyone who's been out to sea or, you know, deployed before, we understand that sometimes food choices are difficult, right? Uh, if you're on a ship or you're stationed, you know, on the ground somewhere like Afghanistan or something like that, it may be difficult to eat specific foods or to eat clean because uh, you just don't have the means to do so on a daily basis. So what are some of the things that you did while you were active duty to try and um, stay on track with your diet and nutrition? For sure. Uh, that's one of those things where it's like, all right, uh, what am I trying to achieve here? Like you shouldn't be in Afghanistan trying to like get shredded, right? Like, cause why, like, why are you doing this? That's just a, a terrible goal to try to do. So like, that's like, first off, like let's re- set some realistic expectations. Like don't go on deployment trying to get shredded because that's stupid. Um, sec- and then from there, it's really like understanding uh, if you're, if you've been on deployment before you, you'll know like in general, how many mail deliveries you'll be getting like what you can and can't get. So from there, it's just like kind of using, that's where your supplements come in handy, right? So you'll use supplements as a bridge to like what you're definitely not going to be getting on, um, on deployment. So, uh, when I was on deployment, I usually stocked up on bottles of protein and like something that's super easy to store like tuna. Um, and that's usually the only thing extra that I brought because you only have so much space, right? You don't want to bring like entire meals with you. So usually something that's non-perishable and super easy to keep. So a lot of protein powder, and uh and tuna and like it, it gets a little bit boring after a while sure but i mean deployment food's boring anyways like it's not like you're yeah. <laughs> it, it's not that really that big of a deal right so um it, you, you don't want to overthink it because that, that's when you start stressing out about it like oh i didn't bring my bottle of pre-work i'm like yeah, it's fine like you don't, you don't need it like yeah. Yeah. once you start stressing out about what you're not doing then stress hormones ramp up and then you can't hit any of your goals because your body's too worried about being stressed out so like it's 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 really a balance which is hard to do, especially on deployment. Oh yeah. Uh, stress is another one. I know you just kind of hit that. Uh, we don't realize how much that plays into, and, and I know, you know, we're talking about nutrition, but like you just said, you know, you start stressing about little things like that, that stress inhibits the rest of your body to do what it's supposed to do. And you start to, you know, you're not moving forward. Is there because, um, uh, I mean, obviously we know what stress feels like, but is there some way that we could tell this, this stress? Because you've mentioned it a couple of times, you know, that it keeps you from your goals. There- yeah. Right. So like the body can only handle so much stress and like everything that you do provides stress, right? So like whether it's working out, whether it's good stress or bad stress, it doesn't really matter to your body. Stress is stress and it can only handle a certain amount before um, things start to like shift in terms of hormones mm-hmm. um so good way to good ways to figure out if you're overstressed is like if your heart rate's way faster than normal when you wake up um if your sleep is super erratic all of a sudden uh, that's which is going to be something that's super hard to figure out on deployment right because of watches yeah um but um if you're ir- irritable way way more us- than usual um, so basically all the typical I've been on deployment signs are really good signs that you're over, you're <laughs> overstressed and that's what a surprise, right? Interesting. What, you what was that? Jamie? No, I was, I was just laughing to myself because it was oh, me yeah. this entire week. <laughs> and, yeah, you it, know why? Because it's Mardi Gras season over here in new Orleans and king cakes are out and they're everywhere. And I have been depriving myself 
of having this cake and I've been snippy and not sleeping good. And, I, and I'm not saying that's the only thing stressing me out because obviously I'm a recruiter, but all of those things that you said I've experienced this week. Yeah, stress is a super important thing to manage. And like sometimes that means going off your diet plan because your diet plan is causing too much stress. And that's fine. And like that's something that you need to do because if you don't take care of those stress levels, then your stress hormones are too high. And then you can't you can't make any progress if, in anything if your stress hormones are too high. Because basically you're in a fight or flight response for no reason. Like you could be on deployment in supply, like not standing watch, and you're in your fight or flight response because you're not sleeping, you're not eating correctly, and your stress hormones are too high. So until those are brought down, you will not make progress on anything, whether it doesn't matter how little calories you eat, it doesn't matter how great you work out, you will not make progress on anything until you manage your stress. Like it's the most important thing that you can manage. That's interesting. Interesting. So, you know, in in your time of being a fitness trainer, um, what are some of the biggest trends that you see the biggest pitfalls, I guess, people make at the beginning of the year. Um, Cause you know, we, we kind of just talked a little bit about new year's resolutions in our last show, but I kind of want to get mm-hmm. your, your opinion on the nutrition side of it. Sure. Uh, the biggest pitfalls are trying to do too much. So like people will go from like eating Christmas leftovers and stuff, which are delicious to uh, I'm going to go keto. Like, no, you're not. You're, you're not going to do that because you're going to fail after the first week. Like, mm-hmm. That's not what's going to happen. Um, or I'm going to try try to go on to macros all of a sudden after never doing macros before in your life and then expecting to lose like 30 pounds in two months. Like your expectations are way too high for no reason because it's something you've never done before. And you're trying to diet that you've never done before. And you're not giving yourself any wiggle room. Like, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to do great for a week and then fail like everybody else does because your goals are so astronomical ridiculous uh, ridiculous because this is again if you're not if you're doing something that you've never done before really temper down your goals because you have no idea what how your body's going to react to something right especially like fitness and nutrition wise stop setting ridiculous like you're not going to lose five pounds in a month odds are you won't lose any weight the first month like that's that's super fucking normal right that's not how fat loss works so you could you could lose no weight the first month and then drop seven pounds doing nothing different the next month like that's just how your body loses weight and fat um, it's never linear. So that's something that you need to understand going into it is it, there's a reason why this takes a long time to to set, right? Like you don't do two month diets. You do like, I'm going to change the way that I eat for the better. Like that's the different style of goals that you need to be having. Interesting. No, totally. That's very interesting. Cause I, you know, I, I fight it myself. Like I, I'd be lying, you know, bread. I love bread, but I'm a cereal guy. Don't ask me why I love cereal. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> and you know, there are so many times where I know that I can't outwork a bad diet. Right. But I swear that I will, I do it every time. There's multiple times in the year where I'm like, I'm going to outwork this bad diet, but I know better. Um, so, you know, all this talk is just bringing it back down to making it workable for you and making it realistic. Yeah. It's also trying to figure out where these goals are coming from and why, right? Like, why, when you, when you do those, those periods where you try to outwork your bad diet, like why, what are you trying to do? Um, oh man, I think it's just cause it, it probably has a lot to do with stress and just where I'm at and different things that I go through, uh, throughout the right. year with my life. And so then I, I replace that. Right. So, you know, as much as I want to, uh, want to work out and still keep training and all that stuff, I still want to enjoy what I want to enjoy. <laughs> I'm not going to let myself 
feel bad for it, but I, I do it in excess. So that's my problem at times is I don't know when um, to stop or I, I might be like, okay, well, I'm going to have one of these things that I like a lot, but I'm going to have a lot of them throughout my day. So then it's really, you know, I'm just justifying small amounts more times. Does that make sense? Yeah. That, that's a really good sign that you need a break. Right. So like usually what's happening there is, uh, let's, let's say work is, su- is super busy and you haven't been able to be on your workouts and diet as, as strict as you'd like. So you start creating like harder workout plan- plans to be better and a stricter diet to be better. Or like, I'm going to make this hard workout plan so I don't have to worry about the diet so much. But then you're, again, your stress hormones are so high that you way overeat on your, on your loosened diet and you don't work out as hard or as much as you want to, or the workouts aren't as productive because you're too stressed out. And then you just basically overeat and make no progress. <laughs> like that's just, um, that's just part of it. And really what you should have done is probably like worked out less, right? Like, and yeah. that would have, that that's what would have fixed that problem. Right. It, and it's not, it's usually more is usually never the answer for, especially for fitness and nutrition. It's usually never the answer. Uh, less is usually the answer. So Chris, I have a question so awesome. for you and, uh, yes. and it goes off of something that you posted. And if you are listening to this podcast, um, you definitely want to go to Chris Colson, uh, fitness on Facebook, but, um, and, and we'll spell it out for you later on. But what I want to ask you about is there's a picture on there and you were doing a photo shoot, you know, you've got your six pack abs, all your muscles are, are everywhere. And then you said, I was downing a bag of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> during oh, this, I eat Sour Patch Kids daily. During this yeah. photo shoot. Okay, I was going to ask yeah. you, how often do you eat the Sour Patch Kids? It was that like a one-time thing? What, you know, I want to, I want to know. No, I try to, I try to eat Sour Patch Kids daily. I, I think they're delicious. Especially the strawberry ones specifically, they're the best ones. Like that's not an opinion. That's just, that's a fact. The strawberry ones are the best. Okay, so Patch how kids. many? So I, what I, I guess I'm getting at here is that for those of us that do have those vices for food, you know, how, how much are we allowed to have that? Because a lot of people will limit it once a week, maybe once every other day, something like that. Sure. So usually if it's a food that you're limiting to once a week, that's probably not a good food for you to limit to. That means you have no control over that food, right? So there's there's foods that I consider like trigger foods. And what a trigger food is, is basically a food that once you open, you won't stop eating until it's finished. Mm-hmm. Um, so Sour Patch Kids are not a trigger food for me. I can stop eating them whenever I feel like stop eating them uh, to stop eating them. So in general, I'll have like two servings of Sour Patch Kids per day. And that's usually right around 50 grams of carbs. And that's usually plenty for me to fill in uh, the rest of my carbs and calories with uh, more important stuff. So, um, and then doing that, like I sacrifice other places, right? So like my diet's more strict, a uh, little bit more strict with all my other meals because I have my Sour Patch Kids. And that's totally fine. That's something that, that that's the, the deal that I worked out with my diet. Oh. Um, but like, I, I can never do that with chips because if I open the bag of chips, I'll eat all of the chips. It doesn't matter like um, how big the bag is, I will eat all of the chips. So like that, that's not a food that I can do. Um, Interesting. and, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever done like gotten super lean for photo shoots before, but like, usually you're going into the photo shoot hungry and like, uh, you haven't had a lot of water. So actually what the Sour Patch Kids and like super sugary foods do is they pull the water kind of out of your muscles a little bit more. So your muscles pop more. And because you were flat, a little bit flat before going into the photo shoot, then all of a sudden you become super veiny because you have sugar running through your, 
uh, through your body. So the Sour Patch Kids are very strategic, actually, for photo shoots. So you hear that? Folks? Interesting. If you want to look like Chris Wilson, you eat Sour Patch Kids. Oh, do not, do not, terrible kids. advice, terrible advice. <laughs> I, would, I would not tell yeah. anybody. It's just an example. Like you can have bread in your diet, right? Like, yeah. I want Sour Patch Kids so I can have that in my diet because it's, I, it's a well thought out diet. Awesome. Well, Chris, I wanted to ask you, you know, where people can find you again um, and, you know, how they can contact you if it's something that they want to look into more. Yeah. So I'm probably most prevalent on Instagram and my handle on Instagram is at the Chris Colson because I am the Chris Colson. Um, and then uh, Facebook is uh, Chris Colson Fitness, like, uh, like, like Jamie said, and you can find me on there and just um, shoot me a DM or, or a message if you have a question and I'll usually answer. Awesome. I don't have much more to ask. I feel like, Chris, you just ran with it and ran the show, and I, and I love that. Um, you can definitely see, and I know you hate this word, but passion um, in what you do, and that's, that's awesome. Uh, I just Jamie, do you have anything because, else? Uh, no, I just like I, I just hate that word because everybody says, "Oh, my passion for fitness." Like, like shut up! You don't you don't mean that. Like, right? <laughs> that, that's what I hate about about that word. But, but I'm ha- passionate about helping people and doing it correctly. That's what. That's awesome. No, Chris, we just thank you for so much for coming on and taking the time out. And you know, we're working with three different time zones here, so for you to yeah. um, make the you know the time and and to talk with us about this, and I learned. I'm sure our listeners learned a lot. Um, you know, you're a big deal on Instagram and, and Facebook. So for you to make the time and, and speak with us on our podcast, we really appreciate you. No problem, guys. I'm happy to help. Awesome. Well, another episode down, everybody. Follow us Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Facebook uh, for our workouts live. And if you have more questions, obviously, about Chris, go visit him on Instagram. And if you got questions for us, hit us up on Facebook or Instagram as well. But um, that's all we got tonight. And this is CFL FitCast. We're out.